Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dum Dums and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pod, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise dice today. Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers, Laura Elizabeth as Princess Gwendolyn, Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap, and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano, alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse Code and Crown! Having um, 
solved the problem for uh, the uh, twin lords of Garbage Town by uh, taking out their their rival who had stopped up their uh, waste processing scheme, uh, Lord Flicker, the Magma Lord. Uh, you've instead installed his youngest son, uh, Fivel the Poopsmith, uh, who's taken over um, in his stead and is now um, the Magma Lord, who has resumed operations and uh, seems to be uh, interested in turning uh, its ways of war towards ways of peace and poop processing. Um, you return to the Lords of Garbage Town, who rewarded your efforts um, with their part of the amulet, thus meaning you have half of the amulet required uh, to get past the automated defenses and uh, exit into the broader world. Um, when faced with the decision between uh, going to Farmville to deal with um, the butcher or to go meet the Liquid Lord at his factory, uh, Maka reached out to um, the cluster and found that they there seemed to be some sort of excitement and expectation coming from uh, the Liquid Lord, and as a result, uh, the party uh, decided to make their way there. So uh, it's a bit of a hike. Um, it's uh, it's less wooded out this way, more sort of green green pastures, uh, rolling fields, that sort of business. Um, the uh, the sky is a brilliant blue uh, with occasional clouds drifting by. Uh, the air is fresh, and you have a couple moments to catch up. Now, Duncan, you had uh, a question for Maka that you weren't able to ask earlier. Do you think you would ask it at this point or not? It was about his faltering kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he said he was cut off from um, the cluster and that that was messing with his... Yes. I think now would be the time that I bring it up. I also just need to bandage myself because I got my fucking ass kicked by that uh, lava. So I'm imagining, I, can I use hit dice for that, Tom? Yep. Or are we counting this ahead. as a rest or yeah. what are we doing? Cool. Great. Hit dice away. I got to do that too. I'm going to use them all. Yeah, I will too. And that gets me close. All right, I'm, I'm only one hit point short now. So my hair is not quite as sharp. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm back to health. So, Maka, you'd mentioned that you were faltering because you were far from the cluster. Or you'd lost touch with the cluster. What is the cluster? I don't entirely understand. I know you the cycle, but you also look different from the other turtles. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, uh... I am different from other turtles. The cluster is just what I have come to call the collective consciousness related to decay and the cycle of bringing life from death. It is a consciousness older than any mortal, older than kingdoms. It's everywhere, in the ground, in the air, and it's inside each and every one of us as well. And when I awoke to my true purpose as a servant of Jossie, the cluster was there with me then. Hmm, yes. I was alone before that. I dared not realize, but I was, and now I am never alone. The cluster is with me always. Hmm, hmm. 
Does it speak to you, or is it sounds like sort of like a guiding religious principle? Like how direct is the contact? It's is a presence I feel at all times, which is why I was so mm. disturbed when I could not feel it. It does not speak in words the way you and I do, but it makes me feel things. Mm, an intuition, yes. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Uh, vaguely. It sounds like it's one of those things that would make perfect sense if you were involved in the relationship. Kind of like trying to describe being in love to a child. There's only so much that can be said through words. Mm. Is that the only time you've ever been separated since then? Just in the magma in the mountains? Oh, yes. Ever since I awoke, I stayed in the swamp where I felt the cluster strongest. The cycle of life and death in a swamp is potent and powerful. Death and decay, new verdant life springing forth, it's always happening there in great numbers, great volume. It is a wonderful place to call home. I've left there only because the cluster and the cycle are at risk now. Mm. So, so you don't think that that is involved in the cycle at risk. Because we can look at it in the sense of the physical world in that it's hot and there would not be a great deal of traditional decay in that environment. But it was also a place of madness and demonic energy and arrogance and war. Do any of those oppose the cycle? Arrogance and war are constructs of mortals. Hmm not found in nature. The absence of decay was disturbing, but I find if they resume the collection and sorting of waste that perhaps that place too can become a part of the cycle. Hmm, yes. Excellent. So, um, having um, at least shared more with, with Duncan about what your stance on the cluster is, uh, leaving him perhaps with some, some new ways to think about um, how interconnected things are beyond courts and laws and the affairs of mortals, um, the three of you uh, find yourselves um, getting closer to the factory. Uh, Gwendolyn, was there anything you wanted to discuss with your compatriots before you arrive? Um, I think I said everything. I think, I, yeah, I don't think so at this point. Great. Uh, so I actually have a question for Gwendolyn oh. on the, the scale of Gwendolyn stuff. Gwendolyn, you've built or at least begun building this new alliance of equality, which I have to admit was not what I'd expected for someone who was concerned with crown and propriety and property. Where do you see this journey going? Well, I mean, it should be going in the opposite way that it's been going. 
To be honest, I don't really know. I mean, I don't really have a good model to work off of, but it seems like the way it's been going so far has been crap for a lot of people. I mean, I can see you making <laughs> facial expressions, but yeah. I can only look at a mask. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So if you're expressing yourself in face. there. <laughs> so you've accepted that it's a better path for you to not have power and just to speak as an ambassador to an ideal. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I can still look after Orville. And if we can take it back, but the supply lines will have changed. The Orville that you've left will not be the same and it seem You've taken that lesson to heart. I do not know the country you will return to, or the land you will rule, or the changes that you've made in their after effects, but it seems like you're thinking of others before yourself, and that is a change. Look, it's it's pretty clear that everything is going to change. Uh, I mean, the whole bloody thing's in sh frickin' shadow. Um, I don't know if Gwendolyn would say frickin', but we'll go with it. <laughs> she's been surrounded by swearing a little more <laughs> yeah. for a few days. She's, she's out on the road. She's living a new life. It's fine. Um, uh, I mean, to, to be honest, this is just kind of, I feel like I'm flying by the seat of my pants. A bit. And normally you don't even wear pants, so this has been a whole journey for you. Now you're trapped. You're a literal pair of pants. They're metal, but I can appreciate the pressures that this has put upon you. Well, I mean, well, we used to talk a lot about what things could be and what things, how things used to be. And I think I've just been having you back here. I've been thinking about the conversations we had when I was younger. That's good. You've got to think back on those days and the things that you had accepted as reality and the things that you wanted to be the future. There are two things that I would suggest you keep in mind moving forward. And one is you've started an alliance, which means you can speak for that alliance, but you cannot decide for that alliance necessarily. And each chain is only as strong as its weakest link, but stronger as a whole. You are not used to being a ruler. You've been a person for a long time and a ruler can't be a person because to expose that humanity can weaken you, can make things harder because you have to consider many lives and not just your own. Perhaps, perhaps, not if you keep abusing it, but you haven't done it so far, but it could happen. Perhaps, when we're alone, we could speak as people, just for brief periods of time, if you need to have a chance to be a person and not something more. Worth keeping in mind. And lastly, this one's awkward, but it's heavy, so it's worth thinking about. What if your father isn't dead? And he's made other promises for Orville. Only one ruler can wear a crown. And only one person can make those decisions. Well, then I think we'll have to have a chat. Agreed. 
at the very least, but we could leave it at that. I mean, Mark, it looked like you had something to say. You're a wise turtle. I, mm, I think the merits of what Gwendolyn is doing down here on Gren are worth something, I think. Look, look, can we we just stop saying what I'm doing? Because we're all doing it together. Hmm. Well, I'm doing it because I know in my bones that assisting you and aiding you is in its own way leading to the the necessary repair of the cycle. All right. I see the things you're doing down here. Mm-hmm. And where is this king, eh? Mm-hmm. I don't see him down here, uniting nations. Mm-hmm. I think what you are doing down here has power. And I think behind that, on those merits, you would make a good leader, good ruler. Well, thank you for the vote of confidence. Still want to be clear, we're doing this together. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm not on my own. Don't really want to be the only face this. Thank you. Mm. You realize that for the Alliance of Equality, you are the face, correct? I'm in charge. <laughs> like, I'm the last living dawnbreaker. I have to build them and they have to be in service of humanity and in service of the light. I'm occupied elsewhere. And Maka is ultimately a servant of the cluster. And the cluster seems to serve the same interests. Life finds a way and peace does not necessitate, I don't know, immortality or not organic beings. I think he'd only object if you were like the alliance of let's make everything a volcano. That seems to not go well for the cluster. But otherwise. At the mention of immortality, Maka uh, spits. (laughs) (laughs) I rest my case. So realize, when it comes to that alliance, I can give you advice, and I will be here to advise you, but I can't make those choices. That's not who I am. As Anthony Goads, I've taken, that's not the code I live by. That's you. Duncan, can you roll me a dexterity save? That is a 10. Cool. Um... The three of you are shocked uh, as um, small birds land. Uh, one lands on each of your shoulders. Uh, Duncan, your uh, reflexes and instincts are to dodge out of the way of this, uh, but you're too slow, and the bird too gentle in its landing. Um, so uh, a bird lands on each of your shoulders, uh, and you see that uh, each of these birds has um, a a note in its holding like a little envelope in its beak. Um, And the birds seem and this, you're not quite sure, but this is how you're interpreting it, seem to bow to you and then hold out the note. I'll take the note and begin to open it. Sure. So uh, it's a small envelope um, with a wax seal uh, that has the letters IW um, in kind of um, curling script. Uh, so you break the wax seal. As soon as you take the note, um, the bird uh, flutters away. The other two birds look slightly impatient. Oh, yeah. I, I Same time. Just take it. Great. Read it. Um, so 
uh, all of you open uh, the envelope uh, and are hit with a blast of um, confetti and um, <laughs> sparkles. Um, and uh, the note just says, uh, Hooray! Huzzah! I'm ever so happy you're here! In scrolling script. And then you flip it over uh, and there's just an arrow pointing straight forward towards the factory. Well, this is familiar. Like we're standing in different positions and the letter's arrows still point in the same direction? Kind uh, no, of, they like, all point directly uh, okay. forward, but there's an assumption that if you're walking that direction, they would point the Got right it. way. If you're okay. looking at it like upside down <laughs> and left and right, you're like, it's like Dennis Nedry trying to figure out how to get off uh, Ilsa Nubar just spinning the arrow being like, ah! Okay. Mark, um, it would appear that your assumptions about anticipation are correct. Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose we should not let this mysterious party wait any longer than they are already. Mm. Yes. Mm. So um, you continue down the path uh, towards uh, this factory. As you get closer, um, you can see that it is um, a number of um, sort of interlocking tiles uh, that have been used to build it. Um, it, uh, unlike um, refu- uh, sorry, unlike uh, Garbage Town and Stone's Throw, um, these are recycled materials, but they've been processed to look uniform. So um, basically, uh, whoever built this took, pro- uh, took garbage materials, reprocessed them into um, similar shapes, and then built it that way. And as a result, it actually looks much more uh, sort of architecturally sound than anything else you've seen so far, while also looking a little bit like an interlocking like um, puzzle, like a, three, a puzzle 3D kind of thing, because everything is just kind of Nothing quite fits, so it's it's together, but there's odd bits sticking out here and there. Um, and uh, the closer you can get, you can actually see um, there's the, the central factory, but along the sides there are massive tanks, uh, like um, liquid tanks, um, that seem to be um, sort of upright uh, in rows lining both sides of it. And uh, similar to what you saw in Garbage Town, there are a number of mules um, with... Uh, with a variety of um, sort of, they're stabled right now, but uh, you can see a bunch of uh, similar to what you'd put on the back of an 18 wheeler in terms of holding these canisters. Um, and um, you uh, you can still see the kind of um, blue pink smoke uh, coming out of the, the smokestacks. Mm-hmm. As you approach, there's a large um, sort of metal fence around it, but it's, it's a fence made of, of just um, sort of it's more ornate than anything else. Um, so it's very thin um, metal bars um, and big swirling gates. Um, and as you approach, um, you can see there is a green velvet carpet uh, that is being rapidly unfurled um, by two people quickly like trying to push it. And then they see you coming, they're like, oh shit! And they like try and roll it out faster. Uh, and um, just as you approach the gate, uh, you see uh, just a, an incredibly sprightly character run around the corner and then just see that the the carpet isn't fully unrolled and just uh, he just throws up his hands. He's like, guys, come on. Come on. I can't. I can't do a whimsical. Okay. Shit. Um, hi. <laughs> he yells from a distance and then starts like striding towards you, just avoiding the carpet entirely as the two workers kind of look down at their, their work. Uh, and you notice they're very small, uh, which is odd. Um, Ryan, what were you going to say? 
Oh, I was, I was just going to yell in the distance. We can walk more slowly if you'd like us to time this out for the entrance. No, no, it's okay. I sent the birds too soon. I just got excited. We haven't had anyone in a while. Uh, this is on me. Uh, honestly, guys, you did a great job. Uh, we, we haven't rolled out the carpet in a while. It's, it's, a, it's a tough job. It's got a lot of muscle memory. Uh, I understand. Disappointed, but but I understand. And um, the uh, the two kind of um, small fellows look up at, uh, at, at him and... And nod, and they're like, sorry, boss. Uh, and then they, they start rolling the carpet back up. And it clearly doesn't roll back up as cleanly as it un unfurls. So it's a lot like, thum, thum, thum. And they're like brushing leaves and shit off. Looks like this is going to be the most of the rest of their day. Uh, and uh, he gets he, he gets to the gates, and uh, he gives you a very kind of like sheepish, like, uh, I'm sorry, uh, hang on. Um, brushes himself off and then like kind of looks up vaguely facetiously as though he's just done something surprising. He's like, ha ha, Hazan, welcome. Uh, you know, you already saw it. You already saw it didn't work. Um, hi, hi. Uh, I'm Ignatius uh, Wimblethrope and uh, <laughs> welcome to uh, to my wonderful factory, uh, to the land of me, the Liquid Lord. Um, and he thrusts both of his sleeves out um, and uh, you see kind of um, like uh, water shoots out of both of his hands in kind of a, a spray um, and it kind of rains in a vaguely rainbow hue as it hits the ground and he's like um, and we haven't had guests in a really long time so I am very happy to see you I'm sorry things are a bit rusty we haven't got to do the big entrance in a while um, but nevertheless happy to see you you're my honored guests um, please come in. And then he goes and tries to like fumbles with the lock on the uh, the gate. And he's like, oh god, really? We need to we need to start running drills again. And then he finally gets it open. And he like forces it open. Um, he's a very slender uh, person wearing a uh, sort of a long coat with three separate curling tails. <laughs> um, and uh, he's got kind of pointed uh, uh, shoulder pads, um, just kind of a little curled beard. Um, very, very sharp eyes, uh, eyebrows that don't seem to ever know when to stay down. Um, but perhaps most interestingly of all, his ears are pointed. And, um, Maka, you would recognize him as an elf. Hmm. Hello, uh, Ignatius. Was it Wimple? Wimblethorpe. Yep. Wimblethorpe. Ah, hmm. Good, yes. My name is... Gravekeeper Maka Deathcap of the Tortle people. Might I ask you, are you not an elf? Ah, yes. Funny story that. Um, my father certainly was. My mother certainly was not. And as a result, I find myself in a somewhat a strange position amongst the people of the world. Uh, but luckily, I've been able to find refuge here. Most people assume it's just part of my whimsical eccentricity. And that's kind of why I play up the, like, oh, ho, ho, look at me. Uh, it tends to draw attention away from, you know, mm -hmm. the Let's listeners. Mm, yes. You, uh, you are the first non-human I have met. Ah, well, I'm glad to meet you. Uh, you mm. are a... Tortle. Tortle. Interesting. Interesting. Yes, yes I was. Uh, I was actually born here on uh, in down down here in the uh, in uh, byproduct. So uh, you're you're the first uh, non-human I've seen because definitely didn't see my dad either. So <laughs> what do you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and how about your friends? Uh, uh, 
Sir Knight, uh, and he he kind of bows low to you, uh, and then he looks at your arm and he says, I must say, that is a interesting livery. Uh, are you a knight of Garbage Town? Um, it might surprise you to learn that I'm the Princess of Orvel. <laughs> sure, and I'm the King of Orvel, am I right? Maka, like, looks at him, like, kind of like, shakes his head. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. It is a pleasure to meet you, Lord Ignatius Wimblethorpe. I am Duncan Kindaro, the last of the Dawnbreakers, and you do, in fact, look upon Princess Gwendolyn Kin Solaris, Princess of Orvel, and the first ambassador of the Alliance of Equality. Um, he, you can see, like, his eyes go wide in a very, like, Donald Glover is surprised way. Um, and he, he turns around. Uh, actually, Donald Glover's a pretty great, like, if Donald Glover had pointed ears and was a bit taller, is a pretty good, um, baseline for cool. him. Not so much in a childish gambino way, but more in, like, a Troy from Community kind of way. Um, <laughs> it's a great sketch. I, I was gonna say Troy's personality in Abed's body. Yeah, actually, that's that's very accurate. Yes, yeah. Uh, cool. So he um, his eyes kind of go wide, and he turns around, and he's like, "Guys, guys, guys, quick, roll it back out, roll it back out, roll it back out. We've got royalty, roll it back out." And they're like, "Oh shit!" Uh, and then they start rolling it back out, and then they both kind of um, do one of those like uh, jump and like clap hands out things that um, <laughs> circus performers do. Um, and he's like, uh, I didn't realize royalty was coming today. Oh boy, well now I really feel like we should have been running drills because we are we are real uh, rusty at this. Um, Your Highness, welcome to our humble facility. I, I hope you have enjoyed our, our products topside. Uh, we have been the proud suppliers of all manner of uh, liquor, drink, juice, and other beverage. Uh, for Orvel for generations, and we take great pride in our work, and we hope you have enjoyed. Ah, uh, you've done a tremendous job. Um, Gwendolyn, you have never fucking seen anything from these people up there. Uh, yeah. The wine that you're familiar with is all from, like, chateaus and places in Orvel. Yeah. And then it occurs to you there are no vineyards in Orvel. And that likely everyone is slapping labels on products that come <laughs> on the same drink, on like the same wine. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if you should sell him yeah. or not, but they're uh, all just Jesse yeah. Pinkman, where they're like, I'm going to add a little bit of chili pepper to my wine, and we're going to call it Chili's. Chili P. Yeah. Yeah. But this is this is just like Gwen's. Like, uh, she she's getting the gist of what's going on now. So. Just playing along. Great. He is overjoyed. He is yeah. so thrilled. Uh, um, and he says, okay, well, um, please, please, we've done, a, we've done enough um, uh, bitter banter out here. Let's get inside. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, and again, um, I, I don't mean to ask um, a, a, a boon so early in our in our uh, visit, uh, milady, but um, I do actually have something that um, you could help me with. We were hoping visitors would come soon. Uh, because as you can imagine, all of our taste buds are kind of, uh, well, shit at this point. We're so used to what we make here that we can't tell the difference anymore between various things. We've been messing with all of our formulas. And he's explained this as he, like, walks you towards the factory. Mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> as he wonkas us towards the factory? I'm not familiar with that term. Is that some kind of <laughs> pop culture thing? I, 
I don't understand that reference at all. Dum Dums and Dice would like to invite you to check out their flagship podcast, Dum Dums and Dragons. It's a show where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. It features Laura Elizabeth as the wizard Alan, Tyler Hewitt as the thief Quinny, and Ryan LaPlante as a cleric named Butthole. Through their first season, these heroes experience the minds of Fandelver, but starting in season two, they step into a world of fully original adventures from the mind of DM Tom McGee. Follow them from the beginning of their quest through five more seasons and beyond. Check it out now. Dom, Doms and Dragons. Anyway, he points to his Impa Krimpas and he says, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, These are my Impa Krimpas. Um, they must also seem strange to you, for of course you've never seen such as they. Uh, that is because they are incredibly rare in this world, but uh, here they work for me and I suppose by association, uh, work for you, ma'am. Uh, unfortunately, uh, to the Impa Krimpas, everything tastes like chocolate, which is great for them, terrible for tasting notes uh, for all of our various beverages. Uh, as for me, just can't stand the stuff. Don't like it. So, um, we desperately need some tasters. Uh, we need someone to tell us whether these new crops are, are, are doing what we hope they're doing, because we are trying to roll out some tremendously new flavor, good new flavors for the new season. Uh, I do believe uh, it is, uh, you're coming up on um, the spring party season in Orvel, is that correct? Oh. Uh, I'm not sure if you've looked up recently, but... Oh no, or... I've been inside <laughs> developing flavors, that's what I do. Um, well, do you remember where Orvel usually is? Uh, yes, usually I can't see it because it's right behind one of my smokestacks that I haven't bothered to look around for reasons. Well, can just step a couple a couple meters to your left. Uh, he does, and then like the three tails on his coat go flat. Uh, and he says, "Oh no, oh no, my doll oh, spirit! What? Where is it?" All right, uh, Lord Wimblethorpe, I do feel like this might have been handled a little more <laughs> gently for you to just look up. It's gone, but. There was an invasion, and the floating city has been stolen by those invaders, and we are forming an alliance of equality to both improve the world and get back Orville. Uh, he, he looks crestfallen. He says, that is, that is truly uh, terrible news, but also I'm, I'm glad to hear you're, you're attempting to save it. I sent several of my messenger chickadees up there, and if... if I don't get them back. I mean, I can't just train more. It took years. Oh, well, dear. Well, the sooner we retake Orvel, the sooner everything can go back to normal for you. Absolutely. And truly, isn't that all any of us want? Now, come in, Pacrippus. Inside my factory of wonders. Um, so you uh, you enter the factory. Uh, and it's, it's a factory of wonders in the way, like, um, I don't know if, uh, if you've all been to Niagara Falls, but, like, uh, Niagara Falls, Ontario is uh, a special, like, carnival funhouse of hell. Yeah, uh, majestic tour toilet. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> where it's it's got, like, the, the perhaps the most famous uh, icon of all of it is uh, <laughs> Burger King Frankenstein, which is a Frankenstein's monster <laughs> enjoying a Whopper that's just, like, <laughs> 20 feet tall. Um, yep. So uh, I'd like you to imagine um, uh, Wimblethrope's... Um, factory like that because he's had to build it out of trash so it's as whimsical as he can make it but it's it's a struggle um yeah you know there's a lot of like susical pinwheel 
um, like trees and things that are clearly made of painted wood um, that are just kind of like awkwardly spinning in place and uh, you know everything kind of jerks along um, true to his word there are impa crimpas everywhere um, and um, they're uh, sort of think um, like little blue goblins um, <laughs> and um, they have uh, little, little like pug noses and um, each of them has like one prominent front tooth um, and uh, they're just working away. Uh, you know, you see a couple, like, uh, on break, like, having lunch. Um, they seem to be, you know, just discussing uh, the, the in-house sports tournament that's going on. Um, apparently, um, uh, you know, the, uh, a few of the Impa Krimpas are um, attempting to uh, run, like, a basketball league because uh, they saw a ball bud when it came through town and they got, like, really into it. Um, but no one's played before, so it's not going great. Um, and then he brings you to um, kind of a there's a like a, a canoe that's floating um, on a, a, a fast moving body of water um, that's around a central island that's pretty small like you can see around the whole island it's supposed to be kind of a majestic fun tour but it's clearly it's going to take about three minutes uh, for you to do <laughs> the circle and he's like welcome to my factory of wonders where the liquid lord takes away all your cares and worries join me on this magical adventure and then he like stops and points at the canoe and he's like if you'd like uh, you don't have to you're, you're, you're a princess so like if you're not into uh, joining me in a magical world I guess that's fine no, we we shall, we shall experience all of the the joys. A world of some imagination, not pure. We can't afford pure, but some, <laughs> some. Um, and he, he gestures to the um, Impacrimpas to uh, bring a slightly better boat uh, because he's looking at the suit of armor and the turtle, and he's like looking at this canoe, and he's like. Ah, mm. um, <laughs> So they, they bring over a slightly better boat, and he's like, please, we'll take the royal galley. Uh, and it's clearly like a dinghy that has been repaired um, that probably at one point was a swan boat um, on, in one of Orville's like, little like park lakes. Uh, but the swan head's been broken off, so it's just got like a weird swan stump. Uh, and um, the wings have been like shaved down, so they're kind of like half wings. You just want to ease your way in. It's like, join me, let's go! Um... So basically, uh, his ask for you is he has several beverages that he's really hoping will make a splash in the spring season whenever Orvel is back from wherever he's gone. Uh, but he desperately needs to know um, whether you can tell the difference between them and which one you like the best, so he knows which one to in uh, inform the Impa Krimpas, uh to make the most of. Um, he seems real desperate for you guys to do this. Um, and he's like, and, and please, if you, if you help me with this, I'll be happy, happy to help you in any way I can. Free bevies for the road, perhaps? A royal vintage, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. It's up to you. You're, you're the royals. You'll tell me what's what. All right. Well, I think there sort of are some, like, full confessions up front, which is, uh, Maka Death Cat prefers things that smell and taste like shite. Uh... <laughs> So you might want to do like a turtle selection that could sell among turtles. If Maka, are other turtles like you in their interests and beliefs? Hmm. No, not particularly. No. <laughs> All right. So you could basically do a line of just what the turtle would like. 
Well, or, uh, actually, if, if he's into fungi and that sort of thing, we actually do have a part of our fermenting process that we've been working on that involves quite a bit of fungus, and we're really not sure whether it's going to make things better or worse. So if you could just take a look at that, that would be stellar. Maka's, like, eyes widen. is like, did you say, hmm, fermenting? <laughs> <laughs> did I? And he yells the Impa Krimpa's like, Get ready, the tunnel of fermentation. We're going in. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, we normally keep that one off limits because of how off-putting it is to people with noses. But uh, if you're interested, and he like takes out his plugs, he's like, "I'm happy to take you through." Please, yes, immediately. Oh, good. No. <laughs> um, and uh, Duncan, what was your other? Uh, and the princess. Can you actually taste anything? <laughs> I kind of <laughs> stick my own finger in my, in my little this mouth hole. Ting like, it off of the solid yeah, helmet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you can't. But you could theoretically pour a beverage into your eye slits and then claim <laughs> to understand the flavor. It would require um, a deception check, though. Um, I legitimately don't know if you can or not, so that deception check would also have to go for, against Duncan. No. Uh, it's not for Duncan so much as it is for okay. Iggy if she if she. Um, oh yeah, but I don't know if she can taste it or not either, so it might actually be fooling me unless she tells me it's a lie. No. <laughs> oh, I, I would re- I would recommend that um, my dear uh, Duncan um, judge the flavor profiles of of everything, and I was simply. Uh, give Assist. my opinion on the on the visual aesthetic quality. Design and branding is one of the strong suits of the nobility. So, oh, good. Well, we do try and make sure that every label and every bottle is just that little extra bit special, so that everyone knows the fine quality coming from their friend, the Liquid Lord, and his Impacrimpas down here on uh, in in uh, the in byproduct. And obviously, since the the princess recognized my factory and my brand, uh, that'd be excellent. I'm so glad to be famous up there, as I suppose what I'm saying. Um, but I'm just going to look the, to the, the most, princess. The most famed. Ha ha! Uh, and then he, he cartwheels into the... Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say he cartwheels into a wall. <laughs> Well, and for what it's worth, he carwheels into the swan boat, then the swan boat starts tipping, and he's like, oh, 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 and, like, there's just no no hint of, like, charm or composure. It's just, like, complete ugly horror. Uh, and then he steadies himself, and then he just slowly rises back up to his full height. He goes, ta-da! I am getting extreme um, Jake Gyllenhaal in the Music is Everywhere guy uh, song from, yep. from John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch. I haven't seen it, but oh, yes, yes. Sure. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I thought, I thought you as, were, like, tapping into that. As the three of us yeah. will say, go watch that later, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's the perfect reference. And, uh, and sorry, the other thing you said was was Wonka something? I'm just going to write it down so I know what to look for later. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that one too. Wonka, great, cool. Two things I haven't seen or referenced intentionally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, awesome. I'll check that out for sure. Um, so yeah, he uh, he kind of impatiently gestures for you to get uh, into the boat. Um, so um, Maka, you have tons of experience with boats, so this is this is quite easy for you. Um, Actually, I don't know if I have tons of experience with boats. You've had experience with water. I have experience with water. I stay on in my swamp, and people come to me in boats. 
Um, I think I think I kind of mean if oh maybe this is a good question then. Do you think you would venture out of your swamp to go in search of nearby? Because it's it's like it's a massive cluster of islands. So there mm. might be other islands nearby that have other um, fungi or spores that sort of thing. Or you could just stay in your swamp. I would walk to those islands um, if they're close enough because turtle can hold their breath for an hour. Right. Okay. Yeah. In that case, uh, no, you're not familiar with the swan yeah. boats or otherwise. I just like the idea of like a 450 pound turtle being like, whoa, 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 as like it <laughs> starts to like get into like a boat. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, he, uh, Iggy's just like wide stance. Take a wide stance. All right, now put your arms out like mm-hmm. you're like you're like you're a bird, but like a balanced bird. Mm, yes, bird. Uh, yep. And um, then uh, Gwendolyn. Um, I'm just thinking, like, a suit of armor weighs, what, like a full suit, 120 pounds, 100 pounds? Something or is it like more that. than that? It's yeah, so I could have just, yeah, there's no. nothing inside it, so. I was going to say, you're also like the statue version, though, Tom. Was any of it, like, statued up in any way that would make her um, heavier? The, the statued bits um, kind of um, broke and fell away when she uh, started moving. So there were... The joints had been soldered um, with an additional material to like oh, okay. stop it up and freeze. But yeah, um, when she first started wiggling her fingers, those little chunks kind of fell away because um, they are not part of the enchantment. I've been picturing her as big. How big is this armor relative to us? Because like big and light is very possible. I'm just trying to figure out the scale. Um, if I'm like seven feet tall, it might weigh a little bit more. Uh, I imagined Amala being not tremendously tall uh, I was kind of thinking she was in like the uh, the 5-8 the range um, cool. because I like as, as you know as with most things about her kind of like aggressively average um, but also she worked in a mine so if she was like 7 feet tall she'd be in real trouble all the time <laughs> Yeah. so um, I'm thinking more kind of like a, a like it's it's solid armor but it's not like gargantuan Armor. In the same way, honestly, that most medieval knights were were short, like we think so of them probably as like, huge with gaps. like at most six feet with the gaps. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we're actually the same height then. The haunted right. armor and Duncan. Mm-hmm. All right. Maka's a foot shorter than he's five feet tall because turtles they they go up and then there's no real head to keep going. The head kind of goes out instead of up. So he's, he's five feet tall. It's a real uh, fong from um, Rebirth. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's two Rebirth references I've snuck in. <laughs> the yeah. um, all right, so yeah, Laura, you're able to get in without much difficulty. Uh, and I think everyone holds their breath. Like All the Impacrimpas hold their breath when you do because uh, they expect the boat to just sink to the bottom. Um, but yeah, you're actually not... You're, you're probably about as heavy as Iggy. Um, and then, um, Duncan, uh, have you spent any time in boats? I don't really know um, that you would have. Logically, no. I don't know how I would have. Yeah. Unless there's, like, literally the swan boat ride. That, that's what I mean. Lake like, Orville, I feel like there, but... there's a, a lake in Orville that's just for, like, swan boats and, and paddling around. But I don't think, even from a training perspective, I don't think you'd be like, oh, man, in case the swans ever come, I should get in these boats. <laughs> Yeah, no, I can't imagine unless he was like j- literally just working on his balance where he'd like go out on like a board and try to run sword drills without knocking himself over. But like boats? Hell no. And boats yeah. with other people in him? Definitely not. Um, so you get in. It's awkward for all involved. Um, I need the three of you to roll me dexterity saves, please. <laughs> I don't think I can swim. Six. 
20. Mm. Not 20, say. Uh, 21. Yeah. So Duncan, you step in and um, the boat kind of rocks back and forth. Um, uh, Gwendolyn, as you kind of relax uh, inside the, the, the armor, um, you actually feel like it's it's sliding slightly out of joint, but in a way that kind of keeps your center of balance, but because mm. you don't have any, there's no connective tissue, it's just like everything kind of rattles to the side and then rattles to the other side, and like your head doesn't even stay steady necessarily, yeah. but like those weird, um, you know, those like uh, little toy wooden figurines that you push the button and they collapse and they stand back up. It's like kind of that thing where it's it's a weird like ragdoll um, stick figure man thing. Um, cool. And Duncan, yeah, you, you spend enough time doing fancy footwork that, that you're pretty used to this. Um, but, uh, dear sweet Maka, uh, you've observed birds for some time, but it don't help you. So, um, you go uh, over the side and uh, plunge into um, the, the swirling waters. Um, and uh, immediately you just get a mouthful of stale wine. Uh, and you realize that uh, this small lake is is just whatever vintage didn't quite work out that year. Mm. Um, so I need you to roll me a constitution save, please, uh, to see if you get real tanked uh, in the wine lake. Fifteen. Fifteen. Um, okay, you've you've walked the, the the ocean floor enough to know when to just fucking shut your mouth. Um, mm. <laughs> so you get a big gulp of this gross wine, but admittedly, like it is on its way to the cycle's end. Um, <laughs> and uh, then you kind of float to the bottom. Um, looking around, um, you see um, just sort of uh, it's it's difficult to see, obviously, because of the the, the, the stinging his eyes. <laughs> yeah, and it's wine, so it's like it's thick and it's not it's not clear. Um, but uh, looking around, um, you can see um, there seems to be something lining the bottom of, uh, of this waterway. Um, can you roll me a perception check, please? And oh, Laura, if you just weigh as much as armor, you might weigh 40 pounds. Really? People have, to move, people have to move when they wear armor and fight all day in combat. So knight's armor never really went more than like 40 to 60 unless there's something common. seven on. grams taught me that the soul has weight. So that weight <laughs> is 65 pounds. Um, no, I would say, yeah, 40 pounds probably sounds about right because, again, um, Amala's armor wasn't actually really properly built. It was yeah. mostly copper, which... Really makes that slam attack kind of suspect. It's oh, full of it. your will. <laughs> yeah, will. it's a magical slam. Yeah. Yeah. You're cursed, right. I would not want to get hit by forty pounds of anything. <laughs> That's true. Uh, all right, Tyler, what'd you get? Fifteen perception. Fifteen. Um, you uh, recognize uh, bones. Mm. Lots and lots of bones. I'll. Uh, I'll. Me wander over there and get a closer look at these bones. So you can see huh. the entire uh, bottom. God damn it, it's all Impa Krimpas, isn't it? <laughs> God damn it, I knew. I literally was going to make a joke two minutes ago and be like, you land at the bottom and it's all Impa Krimpa corpses. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're small like rib cages and, and arms and, and legs and skulls. Uh, and they just seem to be kind of um, lining the bottom of this uh, this waterway. I'll grab a, a skull and a rib cage, one in each hand. <laughs> okay. Do 
you perform no. Hamlet? What's uh, what's the next step here? I'm gonna bring Alas, him up to the top. Um, All right, so you swim back up to the top, uh, and Iggy is just beside himself. He's like, "Oh dear, oh dear, he fell into the wine lake. This isn't even our best vintage. Oh, please don't take." Take this as our best. We can do ever so much better, Mr. T oh my God, what? And then all the Impa Krimpas throw their hands to their heads and start screaming and fall to their knees in horror. And uh, Iggy's like, oh, what? No, oh no, oh no. <laughs> he puts his hands to his, to his face. What do you do? Is, are the Impa Krimpas looking in, like, in horror at Iggy? Or is, is it like, can we sense if it's a horror at him or a horror that we've discovered what's happened. Uh, they're just like wailing and screaming. Like it's, it's just oh, yeah. general discontent. General. Yeah. Okay. I think uh, un under his cape, uh, instinctually though no one can see it, Duncan just drew both daggers because he couldn't get a rapier it obviously, but he's keeping them hidden. He's like, someone needs to explain what's going on right now. I'll, I'll hold up these remains and say, there is bones. As far as I can see, along the bed of this river of wine, uh, all the Impacrimpus start like, like going crazy. They're like losing their minds and like rolling around, screaming and, and running, running in panic. <laughs> I like hold uh, up a skull and, like, mm. and they're like, ah! and I, like I like look at the skull, look at an Impacrimpus screaming. I open the jaw on the skull to like you know match. Yeah! Match what they're doing, like, mm -hmm. is it is it similar enough that oh, Buck is it, like, ah, this is yes. an Impacrimpus skull. 100% okay. like, it's got the big tooth. Like, these are okay. definitely 100% Impacrimpus skulls. Um, Lord uh, so, Wimblethorpe, what the fuck is going on with the Impacrimpus lining the wine lake? Uh, okay, look, this is gonna sound like some crazy talk, but I guarantee you it's not. The Impacrimpus passionately believe in the work that they do. They made a union, they have their own sports teams about it, they passionately care about our product, and as such, their preferred form of burial is to be put to rest in the very product they create. However, since we ship out the product they create, it would be most unkind for us to send a pickled impacrimpa body up topside, and so I have laid them to rest here in our wine lake. And he just and looks at you with like manic eyes and like a big grin, just be like, of course, right? And mm. so why has this upset them so if they're aware of this? Their holy burial ground has just been ransacked. They want oh, to I rest just... forever in the wine lake. And now one of them has been removed, which means his soul may no longer swim the wine lakes of the skies. All right, we... uh, I see. Impacrimpas. Could you raise your hands if you speak common, dwarven, or elvish? Any one of the three. Like, they all raise their hands. <laughs> Fabulous. I've got follow-up questions for you, you, and you. And I just choose three <laughs> random Impa Krimpas. Okay. They all, like, like, they all, like, step forward, like, weeping, but still do their, like, clap jump. Great. <laughs> I appreciate the work you're putting in. You don't have to if you don't. It want matters to. to us. All right, I, I want to take a knee well, close to care. like close to the three of them and be like, now the story that I was just told by Lord Wimblethorpe sounds like bullshit, and you're being trapped and enslaved. Is it bullshit? And if you say yes, this will end right now. 
and you'll do way better. Um, one of the the one who's the most composed just looks at you and he says, um, uh, no, sir. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's not bullshit. And then he winks very obviously at you. Thank you very much. What is your name, young uh, Impa Krimpa? My name is Vimplesticks. That. I have to write that down now. Vimplesticks. It's with a, that with a V. Yeah. Vimplesticks. <laughs> that. It's an excellent and brave answer, young Vimplesticks. Just know that the Dawnbreakers have heard your truth. Uh, and when I say oh, good. that, I'm looking away from <laughs> Lord Holdorf, and I give him a wink right back. Oh, good. And he winks back. Perfect. And, and like nods like frantically at you. It's time for us to continue our little tour then so that we can see exactly the full extent of what's going on here. I'm excited. Uh, and I'll, I'll turn back to go uh, join the others. And I'll look to um, the princess, Gwendolyn, and say, there's nothing wrong here, your highness. There's nothing that we need to worry about. Don't worry at all. Lord Wimblethorpe is absolutely as trustworthy as your brother. And he's like, oh, thank you. Good. Oh, as trustworthy as a prince. Well, that's saying as something. Trustworthy as Nikos on the day of the turtle's arrival. And he just, like, dusts his hands and looks very self-satisfied. Uh, Maka is going to kind of look around, look at his hands, and be like, uh, I, uh, I will put these back. Mm, yes. And he's just, like, submerged, like, <laughs> like a Navy SEAL, just slowly down just the apocalypse now your way yeah. out of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great. And I'll put those back exactly where I found them, the ribs and the skull. Uh, as you look up, you can see um, several Impacrimpas just like poking over the the edge, looking down. And as soon as you do, all of them stuff a thumbs up into the water, and then pull them back up. Um, and you like you can't really see their faces, but you can definitely see the thumbs ups. Um, and uh, when you re reemerge, uh, I assume in the same fashion of um, Navy Seal, yeah, he rises all the way to the water and steps into the boat. <laughs> yeah, I just love all... the idea that the shell comes up first, though. <laughs> It, it's head. it's it's like parallel with the head, like yeah, yeah. that's great. Um, so the Imperkrimpus have now like chilled out quite considerably. Um, it, it it seems that they weren't like so concerned, like they they actually thought you were gonna like steal the bones or do something. Like they they misinterpreted your intent quite some. So now that they realize that it was just a misunderstanding, they're pretty chill about it. Um, and uh, but like um, they they keep like. You know, one by the, the four who are watching you walk up to you and like shake your your turtle hand and then say thank you and then wink and then walk away. Uh, I will uh, I will shake each of their hands in turn and say my apologies. I was not aware I was desecrating a burial ground and as a gravekeeper myself that was unwise and rash of me. I apologize, and I wink to them as well. Yeah. And they're like, and they, and they clearly seem still like shaken, but you know, chilling out a bit. And they're like, "Oh, uh, thank you. I suppose it's our fault for not having better signage." Mm, and then they yes. wink and, and go back back about their business. Yes, it was, and I wink again. Also, Maka does not understand the significance of winking, <laughs> so he's just going to be winking at people. Cool. 
Uh, so uh, Icky is like patting down his forehead with uh, with a handkerchief, um, and uh, he's like, "Oh, that was that was quite a bit of excitement. I'm ever so sorry, and I'm also no. ever so sorry that you tasted our worst wine. Corpse wine really is not meant for the palate." <laughs> oh, Lord, Lord Wimblethorpe, we appreciate your patience um, as we as we learn the customs of your. Lordship. Huzzah! Well, let us carry on to the Tunnel of Fermentation, where we can see some truly fun fermentation. I don't know how to rhyme everything, just most things. And then he grabs a gondolier (laughs) stick and he starts uh, kind of rowing you um, around the little island. And you can see that, like, there are a number of, of, like, weird dioramas set up of the different um, drinks they make. Um, and um, each of them has been meticulously branded. They really put a lot of time into making each of these things unique. Uh, and do you realize kind of how the, the horrible existential horror of how much time and thought has gone into this that was completely discarded by the people of Orville? Um, and then he reaches a uh, sort of like a, a junction uh, and he reaches out with his stick and he just like hits a switch and uh, the, the boat path diverts. Um, towards a sort of a large dark tunnel uh, with kind of big double doors. And, oh, come on, um, not the tunnel. Yes, it's the tunnel of fermentation. Mm-hmm. Trust me, nothing can go wrong in the tunnel of fermentation. And then he winks at you and pushes the button. Um, and the, the doors kind of swing open and you're just hit by this, this vinegary smell. Um, it just washes over you and it's, uh, it is truly rank. Uh, it's like it's like breathing a towel. Like it's just the air is so thick. But Maka, man, this room smells good. <laughs> um, there's bioluminescence kind of lining the walls, um, and you can see some uh, impacrimpas walking around with headlamps, um, inspecting um, big vats in the in uh, sort of lining the the sides of this. Um, but then you notice that uh, Iggy is just like slowly pushing the swan boat into the tunnel and the doors are starting to close behind you dropping you into almost perfect darkness this episode of curse code and crowd sound was mixed and edited by laura hamstra and the campaign was created by tom mcgee our original theme music was composed by landon noblock and curse code and crown's logo was created by the brilliant decapitated markers if you want to follow our players or our dm on twitter you can reach out to laura at el hamstring ryan at the ryan leblanc Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGeeTD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse, Code, and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.